Welcome to Success Is Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Portman, serial entrepreneur, author, and podcast host. Whether success for you is more money, time with your family, a healthy, well-balanced life, or freedom, I'm interviewing guests and getting you the advice to make it happen. So join me as we uncomplicate the complicated, help you define success, and give you the strategies to make it happen. Hi, and thank you for joining us today on the Success Is Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Portman. Joining me today is David Dulaney. David is the CEO of Tenbound, a research and advisory firm that focuses on sales development in the tech industry. Thank you for joining us today, David. Hey, thanks for having me on, Phil. So the, the title of the podcast, Success Is. Uh, so the first question, what, what does success mean to you, David? I can boil it down to freedom, um, the freedom to be able to organize your day and and work on things that, that you know, give you more freedom. <laughs> it's really, it feels like having runway um, ahead of myself and, and being able to keep that runway going as long as humanly possible uh, from being in the, in the corporate world for many years and uh, working, you know, at the behest of, of my uh, overlords, uh, you know, getting into entrepreneurship and being able to create that freedom. Uh, just for me, it, it's success every day. So tell me about that, uh, moving from the corporate world to entrepreneurship. What did that, because for me, I, I mean, I remember the exact day, you know, it's like one of those moments where uh, you, it just ingrained in you me walking to my car with a box in my hand saying, this is the last day I'm ever going to work for somebody again in my life. Um, what, what did your journey look like? Was it smoother or was it, was it kind of one of those? And then I'm moving on. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's, it was a long journey. I mean, I, and hopefully, you know, for younger listeners, um, you don't have to have it all figured out, you know, in your twenties or, you know, and beyond, because I, I've spent a lot of time seeking, success and f trying to figure out what it was and and uh, you know just working you know to pay the bills where at the same time it was trying to find what what is my passion and what what am I you know put here to do to make a contribution um, that that I can get excited about I mean, it just took forever and I had to try lots of different things and and finally I figured out at some point you know what I was seeking was, uh, freedom, uh, and, and, um, and that, that would be the definition of success. So, I mean, to make a long story short, I, I worked for, like I said, several years in the, uh, corporate world. I came up through sales and, and marketing, uh, first in a, uh, sales training company, which is, uh, still around. And then I got into the tech industry here in, in Silicon Valley and, um, and, and, you know, started to really focus in on a certain niche and build a skill in a, in, in the sales development piece of the, of the tech, um, go to market, uh, strategy and, uh, spun that out about, which is a research and advisory firm that focuses on sales development for tech companies and, uh, was able to do that. Um, and then going on six years now, uh, which has been great. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. sales and marketing, um, yeah. you know, th those are two areas that sometimes blend together and then can sometimes be very different. Um, have you found that in your own experience working with some of these tech companies and how they intertwine the sales and marketing and then sometimes where those can not align? 
Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, if people aren't aren't familiar with sales development, as that you know they uh, describe it in in the tech industry, you, you may have heard of like SDRs or BDRs as far as a position that people have at tech companies, but uh, you know they essentially act as connective tissue um, between the marketing top of the funnel and the sales team, which is charged with closing deals. And, you know, in the past, uh, the team was, you know, sometimes called telemarketing or uh, appointment setting. And, you know, that that middle of the funnel piece to make sure that the marketing translates into qualified sales. And it's just, you know, over the last 10 years or so, there's been an explosion of focus and, and uh, you know, development in, in that particular connective tissue. And that's what re we really focus on to optimize that, that process for companies. Um, and it, it's just, it's for me, I just stumbled on it and it's been super interesting to see it, uh, you know, uh, evolve over the last, you know, 10 years and to be at the center of something that's, that's, you know, uh, pretty cutting edge. Um, I mean, most, most tech companies, that get a little bit of funding will have a sales development team um, right from the get-go. And then when you get to the bigger tech companies, they've got huge sales development teams um, that are that are uh, super focused on the the particular duties that they have. And uh, and then, but outside of the tech industry, it it hasn't really caught on for a variety of reasons, which is also interesting. So there's a lot of growth potential as well. Um, so you're focusing primarily on the sales portion of that though. So from the marketing and how it gets into the sales, or are you addressing the marketing component as well? Yeah, I mean, so sales, the the if you think of it this way, the marketing team is is uh doing brand and creating lead generation programs and doing all this stuff at the top of the funnel to to create interest in the company and get somebody, you know, either to download a you know, some content or to raise their hand and say, okay, I want to talk to a salesperson. And in the old days, you would just throw that to the sales team. And it, whether it's a cold lead list or kind of a medium lead list or a hot lead, you just kind of marketing throws it over the fence and, and sales picks it up and hopefully, you know, does something with it. And um, and that so sales development has has evolved to connect those two in a really seamless, uh, you know, uh, process and make sure that every inbound lead that you're creating through the marketing team is taken care of to the point where they may potentially raise their hand and say that that they want to talk to you, and then you know every red hot lead is routed correctly and it gets straight to the sales team. And then, you know, there's somebody on the phone and on email and all these things every day doing outbound, um, which is what salespeople hate doing. <laughs> you know, nobody likes doing it. Um, and so there's this team dedicated to creating cold outbound leads and, um, you know, working that process. Um, so long-winded answer, but it's, it's essentially this connection between marketing and sales to really optimize the funnel. Yeah. So you don't have any disruptions in that. It's a smooth process. So yeah, exactly. Great. 
So talking about your entrepreneurship journey, um, you know, I always talk about an entrepreneurship. There's always finding out like the the C solution, right? So I, I you know, you, you, you present a problem and it's like A or B, and you're like, yeah, but is there a is there a C solution to this? And at least in my journey, that's brought me a ton of success. And you know, be it sleeping on on a, a, a problem, uh, talking it over with a peer or something like that. Because I'm not happy with either one of the A or B situations. Have you have, have you experienced that in your journey in, in entrepreneurship? Yeah, it's funny. I I mean, I took it from the completely opposite point of view, which is bad advice. Like, don't don't <laughs> don't create something that you think is cool and you know you you think is like going to be the whiz bang you know solution that that you know, causes you to become a billion dollar company, uh, you know, always uh, the better advice is what you're talking about, where if you hear of a problem that people have, and they just are complaining about it constantly, and maybe there's a little bit of money behind it, and they're they're willing to throw some money at it, start the company from there <laughs> and build it back Yeah. versus, um, you know, I mean, I like I've got a a list of just flops, you know, where you try to create something that you think is cool and, uh, you know, nobody, nobody else does. And you're sitting there, you know, spinning your wheels and wasting time. Yeah. I was reading a book recently and it was talking about how if, uh, often if you're pitching to investors, uh, there's a lot of, uh, VC firms and that, that are interested in finding entrepreneurs that have had failures before. And the reason why he states this is that you, you learn that things are not always on the up and up that you, you got to figure out that there's, uh, you're going to get hit with obstacles and things that you run into that shape who you are and define the success later on. Um, would you say that some of your past failures and that have really shaped who you are as an entrepreneur and CEO now? Oh my God, dude, a hundred percent. I mean, and, and th there's, it reminds me, I think it was Tony Robbins or somebody said, um, you, you only, you only move based on the, the idea that you're going to get pleasure or the, the fear that you're going to get pain. And, and I think that, that by trying a lot of things and, self-educating as you go along you you get burned i mean and you experience intense pain <laughs> you, you, know, you realize that yeah i'm not going to do that anymore yeah. <laughs> like that yeah. was just a bad idea um and you know if you've got some scars and some some gray hairs and and you, you know you're still moving forward um, in this, in this entrepreneurial journey, then, um, Hey, I mean, you're probably less likely to make a lot of the mistakes <laughs> that somebody would have that if they're back, you know, just starting out, I would say, um, you know, but, but there's also, you know, wonder kinds or whatever they're called that, that just from the get go, they're super smart. They, they know they have the instinct they can figure all this stuff out. They take in the, and they just have hit after hit after hit after hit. And, um, you know, I know that VCs and investors like those people, um, 
you know, probably more than <laughs> some grizzled, you know, yeah. grizzled veteran who, you know, has got an eye patch and a wooden <laughs> leg. You know what I mean? Yeah. PTSD and the war wounds and yeah, all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's hard to find. I mean, you know, there's only, there's only one Mark Zuckerberg uh, out there and there's probably a handful. I, my, my sense is that a lot of successful entrepreneurs, you know, to your point are people that have just made a lot of mistakes and learned from it and somehow had the, you know, intestinal fortitude <laughs> to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. They, they've got, they've got staying power. That's I right. Mean, I, I call it arrogant confidence is what I call it because, you know, yeah. against all odds, for some reason, you keep moving forward when everyone else tells you you, should, you shouldn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I go back there. I've been studying history. I mean, I just can't like business books. Like I can't do it anymore for a while. I don't know why, but um, I've been listening to a lot of history books and it's history is really interesting because you know, you realize like, hey, I'm not the first person that's done this. I mean, people have been doing exactly what I'm doing like a hundred years ago without the internet or any of the cool technology that we have. And um, it's right there to learn from. And the reason I bring that up is there's a great quote from George Washington where, you know, he, he I mean, George Washington, if you study, he he went through hell and 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 just kept going. And that's why He's, you know, revered as such a great leader. And, and one of the things he said was, you know, hey, we're we're way something like we're way behind right now. We're behind the eight ball and and we're we're getting our ass kicked, basically. But we've been here before and we've come through successfully. And I have confidence that we will again, you know, and it was just like exactly, you know, um, if things are a complete, you know, uh, I don't know if I can swear, but they, yeah, you know, bad, bad situation that you're in right now. And, but you've been through so many in the past, you just kind of change your view and you look at it like, you know, I've been through a lot of shit man, and, and I know that I can figure this out and move forward. Yeah, absolutely. And that's not only a conversation that you're having internally, it's a conversation that you're having with your team um, because you exactly. will encounter those time and time again in business that you're not only having to like boost up yourself saying, no, guy, we're going to get through this, you know, um, but your team as well. Um, I think I just had one last week, as a matter of fact. So um, you get those time and time again. Um, so you've been yeah. six years um, and, and along that journey, I'm assuming you wore, you've had to wear different hats and grow in your journey. Um, can you kind of describe what you, what you've done through your journey to, wear those different hats um, because on the flip side, you see in businesses where it's, it's not uncommon for a business to start in a year, two years, three years in, it kind of goes down because a lot of those skills or abilities that that person had that started that company don't translate well year three, year four, and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, I, I hadn't thought about that. I mean, yeah, it, it, you know, again, I I had been searching for something in in my career that that um you know I I could I could get behind and get passionate about and and I kind of you know had the opportunity while I was between jobs 
um, to to potentially do some consulting. And that literally was the genesis of, of Tenbound. Um, I, I realized that I had a, a certain experience and skill set that that people would pay for um, and and was in demand uh, because it was just a, a kind of a rare thing that this is this is you know six years ago now there's um, tons of sales development consultants that are out there but back then it was it was kind of rare that somebody had actually run a sales development program been successful at a tech company and kind of knew what the playbook was to put something like that together. Um, so I started picking up consulting gigs and writing playbooks, working with the executives to set up the programs, um, doing training, you know, helping them to hire people and really acting as like a like an outside manager, you know, to help them develop this, this team. Um, and at the same time, you know, um, the, the, there's a kind of a herd mentality in the tech industry where, you know, people look at really successful tech companies and they go, what are they doing? Let's, let's replicate that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they all have SDR teams. They call them SDR teams, sales development reps. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was a confluence really of, of situations where I had a certain skill set. And, and the market was looking for people with that expertise. And, you know, I got my first check and I was like, dude, <laughs> this, this could actually, you know, maybe I don't have to go back and join the corporate world again. Um, and so anyways, um, as we started to build templates and, and frameworks and repeatable advisory services, then I started to layer on people that also had an expertise to help the companies um, and uh, build the advisory side of our business. And, and um, that, that continues to today. It continues to grow um, because people really need help in this, in this area. Yeah. No, I love that. How you, you yeah. started with the, uh, the need for it, you know, and I think that's yeah. part of a business. Um, knowing your your past failures and your successes and that if you were to exit your business tomorrow and you started something brand new, couldn't be the same thing you're doing right now, you think you'd have a better idea of what area to start up in? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, do some research. <laughs> That's the main thing that I would tell people. And I just laugh because like um, as a, you know, quick start and shoot from the hip entrepreneur person. I, I think a lot of us are just like, go with your gut, you know, do what you think is best, move fast, break stuff, you know? And um, I, if, if, if I could take a step back, I would do some research and go into like what we were talking about before. What, what are the, what are the problems, you know, out there? What are people complaining about? What, what are they, you know, willing to potentially spend money to fix, talk to people and, and dig in on those. And, and then when you start to see patterns, um, then, then start to explore what are the solutions out there right now? Um, how, how are they working? Are they getting wide adoption? 
And, um, you know, if not, then you might have an opportunity. The other thing that's interesting is somebody may have already built like a prototype and I'm in the tech industry. So, you know, I, I look at things through that lens, which is different, um, specifically in like software, but, you know, somebody might've already built the solution, but they're, they're, uh, they, they are not an entrepreneur per se, and, and they don't, uh, have any of the other experience. They're just a technologist and you can buy their, their, you know, uh, basic solution on a marketplace and, um, and, and then, you know, you've got a product, you know, from day one that you can start, start to build. Apply um, your skills, your unique skills to that already existing. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, dude, the world is so much different than yeah. even, even 10 years ago, you know, where, you know, you'd have to do everything yourself and, and figure it all out. I mean, it's, it's all right there. It's just, I mean, you know, the value that entrepreneurs bring is connecting the dots between all these different things, you know, computers can't quite do that yet. Um, and so we've got a window of time where as human beings, we can still add value in this way in, in taking all these different things and putting them into a solution that, that the market wants. No, that's honestly a, a, a great simplification of, of, uh, of that. Because I think a lot of people, when they think an entrepreneur, especially a tech entrepreneur, you need to be a, a developer. You also need to be sales. You need to understand your SEO strategy and all that kind of stuff. But the fact is you can hire experts, consultants, you can buy, you know, existing code out there and things like that, and then apply yourself where your strengths are to make that a successful business. And, um, and I, I don't think a lot of people look at that. And, and I think a lot of that is the mindset that you go into in your day-to-day -day life. When you understand that you're constantly looking for solutions to problems, um, then it becomes more of a habit. And if you're constantly looking for, okay, how can I solve this problem? Anything in your life, it could be a, a long checkout line at the grocery store, right? Um, yeah. You know, or, uh, you know, something in your house or whatever. When you're constantly challenging your brain like that, you're looking for opportunities. And, uh, and I think that's an important mindset to have as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, it get comfortable with uh, uncomfortable situations, you know, because I, I think, um, you know, we, we, we seek, we seek comfort and we want to, I mean, it, it, there's a spectrum, right? But, but for me, definitely, it's wanting to be comfortable, kind of go under the radar screen, not ruffle any feathers and things like that, where it's really the opposite. I mean, you got to be super comfortable like show, talking about your ideas and talking about the the problems and things like that and getting getting with people that will criticize what you're doing and give you real feedback and 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 really make you think and challenge your ideas um because if you just kind of go into a a bubble and and keep building something that nobody wants um it's it's just you just run out of cash, you know, you run out of time and, and, um, you got to get comfortable, you know, just putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. yeah. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about, uh, 10 bound? I know you, you touched on a few, uh, a few times, but, um, tell us a little bit about what it is you guys do. 
Yeah, I mean, usually it's it's a tech company, you know, is either they're building their SDR team or their S, their sales development program is kind of struggling. Like they lost their manager or, um, you know, they're just not getting enough sales pipeline and, and sales. And so they'll bring us in and, um, you know, we'll take a look under the hood and give them a diagnostic. And usually it's, it's just a handful of pretty basic things that need to happen um, in order to get the program back on track. Um, and sometimes we'll we'll actually continue to be a fractional manager at the company for as long as it takes to help them build back or build up the, their SDR team. Um, and uh, and then, you know, uh, you know, even even expand, you know. Um, and so, yeah, we really partner with the companies to get get that pipeline and sales motion you know uh working great well thank you david so uh, for our listeners if they want to get in touch with you they want to follow you they want to hear what's going on uh, how can they connect with you yeah just go over to tenbound.com t-e-n-b-o-u-n-d.com and get on the newsletter um that's probably the best way to to keep in touch with all the different stuff we're doing great Thank you so much, David. Um, and once again, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time on the Successes Podcast. Well, thank you guys for watching today. Be sure to like and subscribe for more future episodes of Success Is Podcast. If you have any suggestions, please comment below. Look forward to seeing you next time.